Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. We appreciate you being here today. My name is what Rob the Taylor. hell? <laughs> what podcast this is, is that? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> if you're going to change the format, you're going to have to let us know next time. This is what creates a negative work environment. <laughs> I'm five minutes away, bro. Damn, I'm five real talk, minutes real away. Talk. Real talk. Man, all right. So, okay. So, you guys want the usual? Nah. <coughs> nah, we're, we're done it now. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to your favorite podcast, the GYSD Podcast, also known as Get Your... Get Your Shit Together. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I'm still Sam, angry. This guy. I'm still mad at you. I know. I hope you guys arm wrestle <laughs> naked in a pool of jello. Yes. Yeah, shit got awkward. That's a lot of jello. Yeah, that's right. What color do y'all want? Green, red, jello. All right, so today's topic. (laughs) Uh, So, your host, uh, I'm Rohit Rohila. I'm Sam T. And I'm Kyle Reed. Okay, today's going to be a good one, I think. It's going to be one of those popular ones I can already tell based off the subject. So, this one is episode 36, What Creates a Negative Work Environment? Mm. So, we did... An episode earlier, which was all about workplace toxicity, I think it was 14 or something like that. But that was more of just being in a negative environment and the impact it has on you. But what this is more about is what actually creates a negative environment. Because it's not like the management is like, what can we do to make it so nobody wants to be here, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Sometimes. It all depends. Uh, So... I watched a fascinating YouTube TED Talk by Alan Watkins, and it was called Being Brilliant Every Day. And what he did was he talked about, he really approached negativity through your heart. And we're talking about like your physical heart. So everyone has the same. So the example that he did is, and I'm going to just kind of paraphrase everything, but essentially, Sam, let's say your heart rate is 92 beats per minute. Okay. And Kyle, your heart rate is 92 beats per minute. Now, Sam, let's say your job is... Resting? That's pretty high. Well... You might have to get your ass in shape. Okay, let's just say this... I'm just kidding. What it is right now. Sorry, I had to. I had to. I mean, I'm a child. (laughs) Go ahead. And uh, so let's say, Sam, yours is is pretty even. You're a really relaxed, chill guy. Uh, So heart rates go up and down, right? And so what you're taking is the average. And so your average... It's pretty much staying the same. It's called the HRV, the heart rate variability. Mm-hmm. Yours is pretty much staying the same. But Kyle, you're in a stressful job and yours is like spiking and and you've got like peaks and valleys. It's all over the place. You're, it's still 92. So for the both of you, it's still pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. But the difference is what it's doing to you guys. And the way that he breaks it down is most people, when they especially managers when they want different results, what do they do? They change their behavior, right? So Kyle, you're not doing a good job. I need to get better results out of you. And what are you doing right now? What's working? What's not working? Let's change that. So again, I'm going to attack your behavior. And that's what most people do. They, they want a different result. They change the behavior. But what he talks about is there are four other levels deep. So think of it, think of it as an iceberg. In the top, all you see is the results and behavior. Okay. And... There's a fantastic little drawing of this that we'll post to uh, our site because I really want all of you guys at home to, to really see this because when I saw this, it opened up my eyes so incredibly much. So results 
You want different results, you change the behavior. You want different behavior, you change the thinking, right? So now I'm going a little a step in deeper. Kyle, let's change your thinking, which is gonna change your behavior, which is gonna change your results. But thinking is manifested from feelings, which is then manifested from emotion. Okay. And the very bottom of the iceberg, now this is something that I've never ever thought about. Mm -hmm. So again, from the top bottom, it goes results, behavior, thinking, feelings, emotion, physiology. See, I never thought about that before. So that's why I brought up the whole heart thing. Okay. So what he talks about is, Sam, you're chill. Your heart rate isn't really going up that much. You're, you're pretty much nice and even, right? Right. You're in flow. You're feeling good. But Kyle, on the other hand, he's all over the place. He's having peaks and valleys. He still might be at 92. But what that's doing is the increased stress that he now feels physiologically is yeah. going to change his emotions, which is then going to reflect in his feelings, which now he has completely different thinking. It's mm -hmm. going to change his behavior, and he's going to get different results. Not for the positive, but for the negative, because now that stress is what's driving him. So what happens is, as your HRV, your heart rate variable, spikes and decreases, what happens is it shuts off your frontal lobe. Now all of a sudden, your body enters fight or flight mode. So what's going to happen? These things get turned off. Your emotional expression, your problem-solving abilities, your memory, your judgment, your language. So now all of a sudden, all these things that someone was trying to do to, to get better results off of Kyle, because it's addressing it from the surface level and not really at a deeper physiological level, when you have a negative work environment, that's where it becomes cyclical. Because mm -hmm. the more negative it is, the more physiologically, and these are all things you can't change. This is your physical body. The body's just going to control it. Yeah. yeah. So it's reacting in a negative way, which then propels additional negative behavior, which gets you further away from your goals. It yeah. just becomes cyclical. Hmm. So I know that was a very long explanation. I think I ate up half of our podcast time. Yeah. What the hell? We're going right? to cut it out. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Sam the sound. But what are some of the ways that you guys react when, when you're facing this kind of situation? After all that, I don't even know what the hell to say right now. Right? That was deep. There was Very. a lot of like... It was it was good. It makes sense. I mean, so essentially what you're saying is with all these layers of the iceberg, right, and 90% of it is underneath the water, is essentially as leaders try to change behaviors, it affects everything else below it yeah so it never even gets past thinking yeah because they're just so all these results are below the surface mm -hmm. right it's what you don't see so you can never change what you can see okay yeah and they're never addressing how you feel so how do you address that well take a look at what they're doing now all of a sudden what's popular um there's been so many studies done that the 40-hour work week is not effective at all mm -hmm. um there's a lot of companies especially abroad, who don't even do the eight hours a day. They mm -hmm. do a lot less. Um, in Japan, there's all those nap pods and, yeah. and sleeping areas. Um, and they do like meditation and workouts and stuff before work. And yeah, I've seen groups doing stuff like that. Yeah. So in America, in the previous places that I've worked, if they're looking at me and they don't have the, they're not seeing the results that they want, what do they do? Bro, you're, these aren't the results that we want. You better you know, get your act together or whatever the case is. Skip lunch, show up early, leave late. Yeah. 
I know so many of my friends who don't even go to lunch. Mm -hmm. If they go to lunch, they're looked at negatively. Hmm. Like one of my friends even had their manager come up to him and be like, hey, you were gone for about an hour. He's like, oh yeah, I went to lunch. He's like, well, that's why they have microwaves here. And he was completely serious. Yeah. That sucks. Whereas, you know, I think over here, that's that's what it is. But in Japan, it's a completely different philosophy. Mm -hmm. In India, like a lot of my uh, cousins go to work at 11 a.m. It's not, you know, 7, 8 a.m. It's, you know, spend the day. And Do they work in call centers? No. Because they should be working at 11 p.m. No. Are there work- sounds just incredibly racist. <laughs> <laughs> no. Are their work days stretched out, though? Like, I've, 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 I've seen um, instances where the work day actually gets stretched out, whereas you have three or four hours to work, mm-hmm. right? And then you have an extended or elongated um, break time, lunch time, yeah. whatever. And then you start back up again. Let's say you go from 8 to 12. And then from 12 to 3, it's your time to do whatever. But then you come back and do like a 3 to 7 type of oh, type of deal. Not that I know. I think in Europe they do that. Farmers. Farmers do that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Farmers can do whatever they want, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's tough. Like... An eight-hour workday, and you're trying to cram a lot of stuff into it too yeah. to get everything done. It it, 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 it gets stressful, and it's never going to get done. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't understand. They're like, "Oh, let me just send off a couple more emails." Mm-hmm. It's never going to get done. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you shut yourself, like I know, at my previous place of employment, I was people had a negative viewpoint of me, like people who didn't really know me because they're like, "He only works eight hours. He comes in, he leaves." He's got such a different work ethic. I was never at my desk. Um, I did things drastically different. But I always hit my numbers. Yeah, but then shit accomplished. But then, <laughs> when you look at, I think I even brought this up before, there's there a girl that I can point out who stayed there like at least an hour or two after yeah. everyone else left. Yeah. And we're achieving the same results. So everyone looks at the two of us and they're like, oh, she's more productive. She's accomplishing more. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't mean anything. I think, oh, that's one of the, I need to write that down because that's a podcast I want to do for the future is just the uh, phrase, um, uh, perception is reality. Mm, Okay. The way we're doing things, I think, is not approaching the real real issue at hand. Like, we're all overworked. I think no one thinks about this. This is not at all what I thought about. Yeah. Not at all. Not even close. Had you not have him come across his TED Talk, what would be your first thought? This is obviously in your head because of that TED Talk. Mm-hmm. My first thoughts were, were two things. I think it comes from two places if I'm just talking surface level, right? Not the whole... Digging into thinking, the physiology. physiology, physiology which, right, I, right. which I think is good. I think it's pretty deep. When I'm thinking day to day, I think it's top down. <clears throat> and then secondly, I think it's the small groups, right? At every workplace... There's groups, whether that be people in your department or like-minded individuals that hang out together or whatever that is, right? Within those groups, all it takes is one person to bring a negative attitude, whether that's from the outside or whether that's from work experience, from their manager, yeah, into that group. And then it infiltrates that group. And if there's 10 different groups and one person in every group, once those groups are infiltrated, then now it's, it's spread like a disease, mm. right? So I think, I mean, it can come from anywhere. I still like what you're saying. It's pretty damn deep. And I think it garners quite a bit of discussion. Um, and 
that's probably how it's affecting those one or two people and how it spreads and how it makes for an entire negative work environment altogether. Because if people don't feel good about their work environment, right, what are some ways that, some feelings that they have? You know, it could be... um, Resentment. Resentment, anxiety, anger, frustration, Mm -hmm. apathy, boredom, detached. Mm -hmm. Something outside, they're just bringing it in. Issues with All family, is, yeah, personal issues. But then why, right? So that's the, that's the question is why, and that's where this comes from. Well, I think for the biggest the biggest reason is because we spend eight to ten hours a day with the people that we work with. Yeah, and it almost becomes um, a means of it becomes uh, a part therapy. Oh well, yeah, and talk. You know, when you have when you have a person that sits next to you that you become really good friends with, mm-hmm. they're no longer your working. They're not no longer a peer. Yeah, they become mm. a friend at that point too, and it's somebody that they can console with. Like yeah. your team is a great example of that. I love my team. Yeah, like you guys are we, all really close. We're so we're pretty. Weird. They fucking hate you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't tell no, you're though. not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, it's that though. It's you know we we get along and everything, but you know there are instances where something comes in that's that's negative you know bad numbers or somebody has an issue at home or something like that it comes into the it affects everyone and it affects everyone yeah um i think the way that we handle it as a group though and and is is we actually like talk to each other and console each other Mm -hmm. rather than bs and then move on and then keep talking you know yeah, you guys are all pretty close. I think that's a pretty unique situation. It's awesome. It is. It is. Like, I come into this, I came into this situation um, thinking, okay, I'm here just to work and take care of my business. I'm on my way out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a lot different now. Like, we have a fantasy football group. That we, you know, we play together. I have no clue what you're going to say we, after fantasy. And right? I'm a little nervous. <laughs> we lost. have a fantasy. Yeah. Uh, wait a second, bro. Any <laughs> <laughs> that kind of podcast, player. <laughs> no, no they're all married, so we're good. Oh, um, well. Except for me. Anyways, <laughs> that's a different situation. Sam. At podcast.com. <laughs> One of these days is gonna work. <laughs> yep. Uh, but that that's the thing. For me, I think it's it's because we've been around each other so long, so much to the point where it's been I mean, if anything, more than our significant others and our friends and stuff like yeah, that. Absolutely. Um, that it becomes more close knit and that negativity comes in because you're trying to find that person that's trying to help you out mm-hmm. and console you. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you bring you bring it with you too. You bring that baggage in, in 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 trying to vent or get out your frustrations. You can possibly by doing that right mm-hmm. changes the mood of everyone. Yep. Even though everyone around you is trying to be supportive, they're also being hypersensitive. Sometimes it seems like. Because they know you. And, and it changes their yep. mood and their actions day to day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if it's if it's something temporary, you get past it. But I think if it's a lot of times it's people who have those emotions day to day. That this this physiology thing, I really gotta I really wanna wrap my head around this one. Um it's unique. Yeah. One of the things that he talks about, so he's got this chart that talks about What's his name again? Uh, Alan Watkins. Alan Watkins. Yeah, and it's uh, being brilliant every day is his TED talk. And so what he talks about is 
positive words and a positive environment versus a negative environment. Mm-hmm. And when you're excited about something versus when you're relaxed about something. So feeling positive and excited, you know, that's the zone that you want to be in. And you're full of passion, determination, and focus. And you're feeling good. Like you're in flow. That's where you want to live every day. And the complete opposite of that, it's when you're relaxed and in a negative environment. And I, I think we've all felt this way. You're bored. You're detached. You really don't care anymore. You just lose that sense of, after a while, it's just like, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like that word, it's or a that phrase. Now. Yeah, it is what it is. That just means it's all negative. That to me seems like a lack of emotion or a lack of feeling. Apathy, yeah. It's just whatever. Yeah. Detached, yeah. Yeah. Completely. Because you talk about results are driven by behavior, which is driven by thinking, which is driven by feeling and emotion and at the lowest level physiology, right? Mm-hmm. So if you lack emotion or feeling, you have no thoughts about something, so you're not doing shit. Yeah. So it's leading to zero behavior and the exact same results. No results. Yeah. Well, So you guys have both been in sales before, right? Consumer sales. Never. And so... When you are interacting with a customer, right? Mm-hmm. Think back, and you just had a horrible experience, right? Mm-hmm. The person was just a jerk to you, and it just didn't feel good. That something that simple can ruin your whole day. A lot of times, it it's can. Possible. Yeah. So, okay. how did you feel when when you guys had that? Walk me through that. You got to take your. You got to take a little bit of time out. You know, you you have to walk away for a few minutes, take a deep breath. Um, I used to go outside and smoke when I was when I smoked. And just to get away from it for a few minutes, come back in, smoke rocks, and, <laughs> and, and it's on to the next one. But you why know? did you, why did you go outside? Why did you start breathing to escape, to get away from to get away? Because honestly, I do feel inside like my heart's racing, yeah. and I get I get you know nicotine for you when you're smoking. It soothes me. Yeah, it soothes me. Yeah, back in, it, it yeah it calmed me down. So isn't that interesting? Like it's it becomes not so like they'll. Management will tell you, oh, that was just a bad customer. Just wipe it clean and go get another one. Mm-hmm. The reason why you can't just do that is because now it's affected your physiology. You're your, going to take that body. to the next person you're going to talk yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go outside. You got to get some fresh air. You got to calm down. Mm-hmm. Reset. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be like a quarterback. Short memory. Luckily, though, a quarterback, every time he throws an interception, he gets to get off the field and take a deep breath. Mm. Oh, that's re- true. And reset his physiology because he ain't got the ball no more. Yeah. You've had that. You've had calls like that. I mean, even mm-hmm. on, in our day to day business nowadays, it's you know you've you've had one of those calls and it's just like you hang up and you're just like, I hate life. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. And you you, the nice thing about that is like, at least in an office environment, you can get up from your desk, take a breather, head back in and and get back at it. Take a couple shots of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some ways that managers have tried to? pump you guys up in order to get a different result we go to we go on a break with each other every day at two o'clock but i don't i don't just mean like what's a ritual that you guys do mm-hmm. but i'm talking about like when when your manager like okay you know we need different results we need to increase by this we need to do this better what are some of the tactics that they use and what are, what's what's that the effectiveness of that mm-hmm. because the times when I, I have seen teams go from low to high. It's when we do physical social activities. Like when you go bowling together, when you go uh, laser tagging together, when you go putt-putt together. Mm-hmm. 
Because what that's doing is, again, I think it's hitting the the physical body, which then is is changing all the all the above. Because I think that changes morale, right? Yeah. Which changes attitude, which changes results. Um, so yeah, like team building things, I think help. Um, it's and it's tough, right? If you're if you're talking specifically how to motivate someone to sell something, because I think you have to attach things to emotion. So a team building event definitely is attached to emotion because you're you're having people experience things with each other, and so that definitely taps into their emotions and their feelings. Um, if it's a widget that you're trying to convince someone to sell more of, you have to get them emotionally attached to it so they believe in it as well. So you can either have them believe in what you're selling or believe in the people they're selling with in order to do that, I think. I don't know. I just... I had never thought about the physical part of this whole motivation thing before. Mm. It never really crossed my mind. I always thought, yeah, you know, I've seen, and Kyle, you and I have, have talked about if how-tos were enough. Yeah. You know, talk about how, what really matters, the results, the behavior, and the thinking, those are all things from the outside. You can learn those things, but then you dive in deeper into the feelings and emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing something? That's something that we've always talked about. But it's the... It's that last, it's that last piece. Yeah. It's something it's you can't control. Piece, the physiology. Well, you can, because in his video, he teaches you how to. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. He teaches you how to breathe properly uh, by using Absolutely. The, I do I do it every time I go 4-7-8 method. Hmm. I don't know about methods, but I know it works for me, like when I'm running. Yeah. It's the same thing. If you can control your heart, you can control your your feelings, how you feel, whether you're you're calm or hyper, because you need to be calm and relaxed. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. So no matter how you feel, like especially when I'm running, no matter how I feel, I breathe at a certain cadence, mm-hmm. and I keep my mouth closed, I breathe my nose, because it helps me keep my heart rate level. Like people are like, oh, I got my heart rate up to 190 while I was running. That's not good. <laughs> you're gonna fucking die. Slow down. You're running too fast. Stop breathing so goddamn hard. You're not being chased by a fucking Rottweiler. That's but not I, something to boost about. But man. I just walked yeah. up the stairs. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a, you. That's you a gotta put down a Big Whoa. Mac, homeboy. But yeah, a- absolutely. And I, I think okay. that has a huge effect on how, you, especially people with anxiety. I get anxiety sometimes. You have to just stop. And, and breathe and think about your breathing and focus on your breathing. I just did that the other night. The new Apple Watch damn update. Mm-hmm. It has a breathe app on it. My boy Robbie told me about it and I totally didn't even think nothing of it until it popped up. And I was like, oh, damn. So I was like, bet, don't talk to me for five minutes. This thing got the breathe app. It's telling me to breathe. I want to take it. I want to experience this. I want to take a moment to do it. And it literally just tells you to breathe. And then she started talking, your heart started racing again. Nah, punched her in the face. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gila and GYST podcast, do not condone violence against women. What? Those feelings you told are me to do it. expressed only by Kyle Reed. I'm pretty sure he texted you. You can yeah. email him, Kyle at GYST. You asked me to send you a picture of a black eye. What the? <laughs> I think he said black guy. <laughs> you're, you're, you're something else. Wow. I'll cut that out. I no, leave it. <laughs> you don't get to cut that shit out because you're the editor, man. No, but seriously, so I, I I seriously took a minute to do it. I made sure to mention it because I didn't want to be disturbed, right? Because she was in the kitchen doing something, and um, I was like, okay, hey, I really want to focus on just doing this. You know, hey, don't just disregard what I'm doing for yeah. a minute. And um, it was nice. It measures your heart rate. 
took nice deep breaths, closed my eyes, think about what I felt like when I was taking a deep breath in, um, temperature of the air, how my chest felt, how my body felt, where I was at. You're meditating. How my day was. Yeah, exactly. Why don't we do that more? Why don't people do that more? That's a good question. Right? I feel like that's it would a, help. That's a great one. I've been meditating my whole life, but people ask me all the time, how do I meditate? But exactly <laughs> what you said. You just yeah. sit there and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the easiest thing that you it can do. Yeah. You, don't need a, like, you don't need to teach nobody how to do it. You just, just do it. There. Well, let's, just, I mean, there's lots of topics. I mean, lots right. of patience. Let's, let's make that into a topic, too. Done. How to meditate. Done. Done. There's different breathing techniques. Like, he talks about the four, seven, eight. Whoa, settle down. That's another topic, buddy. Sorry, I'm just With excited. that being You're said, jump man. With that being Let's said, we're going to wrap thing. up. We're going to wrap up. You guys got any last minute thoughts at all? Or? No, I'm good. I'm yeah? happy. I'm Anything meditating. for the greater good of the group? Uh, I don't like y'all. Mm-hmm. Well, that, we're all good. I don't like you either. <laughs> yeah, uh, Let's lo- do this. I love Sam y'all. blew up at me before we recorded. Five minutes away. Man. Bro. You got to his physiology. Dude, he was. Yeah. I've never seen. I thought for a second he was just kidding. But then I saw a look in his eyes and I was like. He's like serious right now, isn't he? Asshole. I thought he was like about to knock me out. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm usually like, I'm all right, man. I, you know, he's my dude. Man. He got me all riled Sometime up. Sometimes you know? play too much. I don't know. You play too much. You I'm play gonna, too much. I'm not going to play it all. No more foreplay for you guys. He's done messing with what? me. What? Uh, so before you go on to your two minutes. You're supposed did to be you... King Kama Sutra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I what? Before you go on to your two minutes, do you want to talk about your heart rate? Isn't that what you were doing? Oh, yeah, I checked earlier just to see what average heart rate was. Mine was 69. Oh. Pervert. That was it. No, that nice. was what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It sounds about right. Bro, it's nasty. King Kama Sutra at GYSDpodcast.com. <laughs> this is man's alias. But thanks again for being with us this week, folks. And um, I hope you enjoyed another episode of the GYSD Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Reed, Rohit Rohila, and Sam Nang T, better known as Bong Nang Bong uh, Uncle T, Uncle Sam, Ninong Sam. You got a couple of other aliases, yeah. but I can't say those. We can't on get the air. into them. No, yeah, no, I can't say those let's the air. not. And then my man Rohit, you know him as King Kama Sutra. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Today's episode was all about. We just discussed what creates a negative work environment, right? Kind of hand in hand with the workplace toxicity episode. I think the initial discussion on this was pretty deep when we talk about what what leads to the results that you're getting it's more than just the behavior it's the thinking feeling emotions and physiology behind all of that mm-hmm. and how a lot of times if you don't change the physiology you're never going to get past the thinking stage and you'll never be able to see the results at the tip of that iceberg so take a minute stop take a deep breath find out what it is that's bothering you in your work environment um, a lot of times there can be bad apples around you um, but instead of avoiding them maybe find out what it is that makes them tick and, and see if there's anything that you can do on a day-to-day basis that can help turn the outlook of that at work environment around mm-hmm. um, and then kind of go from there. So with that being said, um, I know everyone has been in a negative work environment at some point in time. Ooh-wee. So take a look around, see if you can find out what creates that, point it out, and uh, leave some comments on our Facebook feed. Leave feedback. GYSTpodcast.com is a is a suffix for all things social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Take it away, Robin.
Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.